If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 12. We're going to begin reading at verse number 5. The book of Acts chapter 12, beginning at verse number 5. <clears throat> I feel like if we will open the door tonight, that there's a dimension that we have been knocking on over the last few Sunday nights that is waiting for us. And uh, I feel like God wants to open something to his church. I can hear it. I can hear it in the spirit world. There's a knock. I can hear it constantly. I can hear it. And I want us to open the door tonight to whatever God wants to do in your life and in this church. Amen. I'm not, I'm never satisfied with where I'm at. You know, we talk a lot about where the Bible says that Joshua was buried on the border of his inheritance. And a lot of times we preach that with a negative connotation, almost as if he didn't get all that God promised. I don't believe that that's what it was talking about when it wrote that. I believe the heart of Joshua was God's got something else over that next mountain. There's something else over that in that next valley. And I think the heart of Joshua was, God, what do you have next? What's the next dimension? And I feel like God has one more dimension for us to step into. And uh, I just want to be led of the Holy Ghost tonight and let God have his way. Acts chapter 12, beginning at verse number 5. If you have it, say amen. amen. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up. When he raised him up, he said, arise quickly and his chains fell off from his hands And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, bind on thy sandals. And so he did, and he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. Verse number 9. And he went out and followed him, and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel. But though he saw a vision, when they were passed through the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city which openeth to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And Peter was come to himself and said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod. And from all the expectations of the people of the Jews, the greatest day of your life is when you're delivered from the expectation of people. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. Verse number 13. And Peter knocked at the door of the gate. He knocked at the door of the gate. And the damsel came to hearken her name was Rhoda everybody say Rhoda and when she knew Peter's voice she didn't see him she knew his voice somewhere Rhoda heard Peter somewhere else maybe it was on the day of Pentecost maybe it was 
somewhere when he was teaching, but she knew the voice of the man of God. And when she knew his voice, she was so excited, she ran into the prayer meeting and begin to tell everybody how Peter's standing before the gate and they said, woman, you are mad. But she consistently affirmed that it was even so. Then they said, no, 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 there's no way God is doing what you're saying God is doing. I won't believe Peter's here, but I will believe that his angel is here. But Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. Sorry for the long reading, but I just want to lay a foundation for what we're going to hear tonight. I want to preach to you on this subject, Aroda Revival. Would you set your Bibles down and would you lift your hands all over this house? I feel the gift of faith upon me tonight. I want you to lift your voice and I want you to ask that God would have his will and his way in this place. Lord, I love you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for what you're doing at East Wind. I thank you for the knocking that we hear at the door. Lord, let there be somebody that hears and believes that what's knocking at the door is the promises of God. And those promises are yea, and they are amen. Open the door to the next dimension tonight. Open the door to new territory tonight, God. We ask it, we believe it, and we know that you are able to do it. I want you to lift your voice, East Wind, like I know you know how to pray. This is a praying church. Would you lift your voice and would you ask that God would have his will and his way in the remainder of this service? Come on, that's it. Somebody loose some faith into this atmosphere right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Do a work in this house tonight, oh God. My, my, Let faith arise. The gift of faith is already here. Let the faith of your people arise. Do it in the wonderful, matchless name of Jesus. For thou art great and greatly to be praised. Amen. One more time, why don't you shout like you believe God's about to do a great work. Woo! Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I know that as the church over the last roughly month that we have been seeking and praying for God to do something special amongst this conference as it gets closer and closer to its date. And we have been praying for God to pour out His Spirit and to meet us here in a special way. And I feel like we could all concur that there has been a building in the atmosphere in the spirit world. We have been praying. We have been fasting. We have been believing that God is going to do a mighty work in this house. Now, 
I don't believe that everything that we have been pushing for is just for the Winds Conference, although God is going to bless this conference. But I do believe that there is a certain blessing for those that house the move of God and those that are conduits for His anointing and His Spirit to flow in special ways. And we all know that when you and I sacrifice, God can't help but respond by fire. I feel in this house that there are some prayers building up in the atmosphere. I feel in this place that there are some people that have been seeking the face of God earnestly for God to do something special in your life, in this church, and in this city. I believe with everything within me that you can feel the building of faith in the atmosphere. And when you look at our text here tonight, you find that they were praying for God to do something on their behalf. James had already been killed. It was the plot and the plan of Herod to now take the life of Peter. He was imprisoned. He had a bunch of guards all around him. He slept between guards. He was chained. He was three levels deep. He had all sorts of adversity against him. However, there were some prayers happening at the church house. And I want to tell you that when God's people begin to pray, Pastor already said it in his preliminary remarks as we prayed for the sick. God begins to do a work even when you can't see that he's doing a work. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt uh, that our prayers are being heard, uh, that your petitions are being heard, uh, that your fasting uh, is being felt, uh, and God uh, is getting ready to do something of which uh, we have never seen. Uh, I want to tell you that it has been every Sunday night, I believe I said it, two Sunday nights ago. It's like I can hear the Lord knocking at the door of this church. I can hear the Lord knocking at the door of a precipice of a mighty and great revival. I can hear the Lord knocking at the door telling us there is another dimension. I can hear the Lord knocking at the door telling you and I there is new territory. I can hear the Lord knocking at the door telling us that there is something greater. That there is something more powerful. That there is something that we have never seen. That there is a place that we have never visited. That there is a location that we have never gone. I rise to the occasion tonight to tell you I know we have seen great revival but we haven't seen anything yet. I know we 
we've seen many get the Holy Ghost, but we haven't seen anything yet. I know we've seen many miracles, but we haven't seen the greatest yet. And I hear it in the spirit world. There's a knock on the door of the supernatural of East Wind. And I want to know, can anybody hear the voice of the promise at the door? I hear Rhoda at the door tonight. She's listening to Peter. And she hears the voice of the man of God. And she knows uh, it's here and it's about to happen. She was just a damsel. You have to understand what that means. Uh, That simply means that she was a mere servant. That's all she was. She really wasn't anything very special. Uh, She probably didn't have all of the degrees. Uh, She probably didn't really know how to orchestrate a sermon uh, or sing a solo. Uh, But I'll tell you what Rhoda did know how to do. Uh, She knew how to recognize uh, what was knocking at the door. Uh, And the Lord spoke to me at 3 p.m. and said, there's about to be a revival of the insignificant. Uh, You are in this church and you feel like you're insignificant and just another bystander. You better hear me. If you can hear the knock at the door, you're who God's waiting on to rise up and say, it's not coming, it's here, and it's now. It's not on the horizon, it's knocking right now. I feel a revival from the insignificant in this place. You better hear me. Naaman was a leprous man and he was a ruler in Syria. And when nobody else could give Naaman the good news, there was a little slave girl that was brought from Israel that told Naaman's wife, if you can just get him to the man of God, if you can just get him to old Elisha in Israel, there's a miracle knocking at the door. If you can just get him to Israel, I need you to hear me. You may never get the pulpit. But can you hear the knock at the door? You may never sing the solo, but can you hear the knock at the door? You may never get on this platform, but can you hear the knock at the... Come on, somebody. I feel a little wild in this house tonight. I hear the knock of the supernatural. I hear the beckoning and the calling to higher places. You know what we need? We need a road of revival. I need somebody that says, I don't have to preach. I don't have to sing. I don't have to play. But I hear what God's saying is in the atmosphere. Come on, Rhoda. Come on, Rhoda. What do you hear? I hear the knock. I hear the knock. I hear the knock of promise. I hear somebody's prayers. They've been building up in the atmosphere. You've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. 
and praying and praying and praying. It's time to quit praying. And believe. It's knocking at your door. Israel had everything they wanted at the tip of their fingers. But they just simply could not believe that the land was for them, Pastor. And when they couldn't believe that the land was for them, it spun them into 40 years of wondering. Now, I did a little study today, and they went over to Kadesh Barnea. And it was there 38 years just waiting on that mindset to die. Waiting on the mindset of we be not able to die. But I learned something today. Thank the Lord for revelation. That while they're in Kadesh Barnea, they're also next to the brook called Zered. And that brook called Zered literally means in its original definition, exuberant growth. Not growth. Exuberant growth. And so although they were in Kadesh Barnea being sifted for the unbelief... What they did not see is although they may not have been growing numerically, they were growing in ways that they had to grow to be able to possess promise in a short little while. And I'm here tonight to tell somebody the sifting was not for your destruction. It was building you to prepare you for the promise. You need to hear this preacher. You've been sifted. Your bank account has been sifted. Your joy has been sifted. Your family has been sifted. Your hope has been sifted. Everything that can be shaken has been shaken. But when you begin to look beyond the sifting, something's being built in the undercurrent of your life. I see a little joy in you. I see a little hope. Oh, I see a little peace. We don't like Kadesh Barnea, but if you don't go to Kadesh Barnea, you can't leave Kadesh Barnea. And listen to what the word of the Lord says in Deuteronomy 2 and 25 when they leave Kadesh Barnea. Are you ready? This day will I begin to put the dread of thee. You need to hear this. And the fear of thee. Someone say, that's me. Let's read it again. This day, I will begin to put the dread, everybody say, of me. And the fear, everybody say, of me. Upon the nations that are under the whole heaven. Who shall hear the report of thee and shall tremble. And your enemy shall be in anguish. You see, we got fear all wrong. We've got this fear being preached toward us. Instead of us getting the revelation that when God brought us out of bondage from Egypt, 
He puts something upon you that makes your surroundings fear you, not you fear your surroundings. Now, I, now I know I try not to be this guy, but I'm going to be this guy for just a minute. Friday night, me and my wonderful little Harlow, because she doesn't like to sleep right now, were snuggled up in my office, and I had her like this, and I was sleeping, and I think she was, I don't really know. And while I was sleeping, Pastor, a spirit of fear walked into my office. Now, y'all don't have to believe in spirits and all this stuff. The spirit world's real. And, and I, I, don't, I don't battle fear. I'm just going to be real with you. Very, very few things cause me to have fear. I just don't battle fear. And I'll never forget as I was laying in that recliner and I had her in my arms. It was like paralysis came over me. And I couldn't even move my legs and I couldn't move my body. And all I had the strength to do for just a few moments was just say, Jesus... And I could barely even get that out. But the more I got Jesus out, the stronger I got. And the stronger I got, the more I said Jesus. And the more I could say Jesus, the stronger I got. And feelings started coming back into my body. And all of a sudden, the paralysis began to leave. And I felt a little holy boldness come over me. And I just went ahead and went right on into warfare. And started doing battle against the spirit of fear. And I had no idea why fear visited me Friday night. Until today. I was sitting at my desk. And the Lord said, there are two Types of fear that come against my people. One, first, second Timothy, there is a spirit of fear. It's a real thing. There's a spirit of fear. And that's what came against me when I was in my office. The spirit of fear. It's real. And it can be debilitating. It can make you feel like you can't breathe. You can't move. And listen, I'm going to be honest. I didn't have much compassion for people that say they're battling fear. Because I've, I've just never battled fear. It's never been my struggle. But let me tell you something. Those of you that battle fear, that spirit of fear, it's a real thing. It's real. But let me tell you what else is real. And at the mention of His name... Now, uh, you have to understand how, 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 how the enemy works. Now, heaven is kind of set up like a courtroom. Does that make sense, Pastor? You can, you can, re you can relate to that. It's kind of set up like a courtroom. The devil has no jurisdiction. The Bible teaches us that when he came up out of the grave, he came up with the keys of death, hell, and the grave. He came up with having all principality, all powers. He rules everything. There is no dominion. Everything gets it from him, according to scripture, right? All right, so watch. If the enemy is vocalizing to you what he's going to do, that means he does not have legal jurisdiction to carry out what he's speaking. When the enemy got ready to inflict Job, he had to go up to heaven's courtroom and petition. And God said, this is what you can do. And he set the perimeters of the attack. And Satan went and did it. And when Job didn't forsake him, he went back and got the new perimeters for the attack and went after him again. 
But watch, never one time in scripture do you see Satan going to Job and saying, I'm about to do this and this and this to you. Why? Because if he had jurisdiction to do it, why would he tell you he's going to do what he has permission to do? And so this is how he works. When he's flapping his fat mouth, that means he doesn't have permission from heaven to execute. And some of you are letting him talk his talk and tell you everything he's been telling you and he doesn't have jurisdiction to do it. You know what you need to do? You need to put up a no trespassing sign and serve him on eviction notice and remind that nasty old devil he's trespassing and trespassers will be prosecuted to the full extent of the law get out of my mind get out of my family get out of my life get come on is it your territory is it your home is it your you you need to worship right now come on In the country where my grandpa, Walnut Ridge, Arkansas, their signs didn't say you'll be prosecuted. They said trespassers will be shot, killed dead. Some of y'all need to get your spiritual weaponry out. Listen, I, I just got a little boldness on me tonight. And I felt a little fight come on me when I was praying before this service. And I'm just kind of ready to just roll up my sleeves and go to battle with East Wind tonight. Get your no trespassing sign up. Get your weaponry out. Quit being the devil's punching bag. And remind him who his daddy is. Come on. You need to remind him whose son and daughter you are. You need to remind him who's got the keys to his kingdom. You need to remind him he don't have legal right in your home. No, 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 no. Not in... I don't know what they're called, but you ever seen, anybody here ever seen The Chosen? That's a good, I'm allowed to say I've watched that, right? Okay. Just making sure that's a good one. You ever watch when they walk out of the door, they kind of go and they kiss the doorpost. You ever see that? You know what they're kissing, right? The word. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do something kind of like that. And so I rolled up a little scroll and I put it on top of the doorpost of my daughter's nursery. I'm being real. And I super glued the mess out of that thing right on top of that. I said, if you're going into her nursery, you're going through the word. And let me tell you something. Ain't nothing in hell that can make it through the word. Ah, 
for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through Christ to the pulling down of strongholds. Some of y'all need to get your weaponry back. And the only offensive weapon we have is the word of God. You need to get the word back out. You need to play it on your speaker. You need to read it out loud. You need to read it in your comings and in your goings. You need to get a little bit of tenacity back. Where in the world is our grit? Where is our fight? Why do we just like to get beat up on over my dead, decrepit body? Get some grit in them teeth and fight back. Come on, get a little fight back in you. Get a little war back in you. If I was one of you who's just getting beat up on, I don't think I'd be quiet right now. I just don't think I'd be quiet. I don't, I think I'd be a little bit like Hannah. I don't really care what the preacher's doing right now. I'm on a war for a promise I've been waiting on. I need a child. I need promise. I need fruitfulness. Then why are you being silent? Get some war in your soul. Get, come on. It's only one of the way, I'm hurrying, that the spirit of fear can get to you. Saw this today. You ready? Can you put this up for me, media team? I think I gave it to you. Romans 8.14. Can you put that up for me? Watch Romans 8.14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the... Listen, I got bad news for all the girls. You're a son. I got bad news for all the boys. Or a bride. It's just how it works in the Bible. For you are a son of God. All right? Next verse. For you have not received the spirit of bondage. Read it. To do what? To fear. But you have received the spirit of whereby we cry. Abba. Father. Whose son are you? You're going to be a son of light or a son of darkness. And depending on which you are entertaining will determine what light you produce. And there's only two ways fear can get a hold of you. One, it's an attack of the spirit of fear. Or two, you've picked up a yoke of bondage somewhere. Can I just be real? Those are the only two ways you're going to battle fear. So you're either being spirit led or you're being carnally led. Don't get mad at God if you're being carnal and struggling with fear. I miss the big pulpits when I say stuff like that because I could hide right now and nobody could see me. When you're led by the Spirit, then your Father, Abba Father, 
Now, the spirit of adoption is a twofold meaning. It's not just talking about like you adopt somebody that doesn't have a dad. But the spirit of adoption is a cultural thing in scripture. At the age of 30, they granted the right of adoption and the father would give the son the rights to use his name and begin to execute on his behalf under his kingdom. Yeah, yeah. So the spirit of adoption that it's talking about is not just him becoming your dad. One is the cry of birth. The second is the cry of maturity. And so when he's your dad, you walk after the spirit. But when there's a cry of maturity, you're registered in heaven and you have authority with him. And you have to understand that those are the only two ways that fear can get a hold of you. It's that simple. Don't overcomplicate it. It's a spirit of fear or you're re-entangled with bondage. That's it. Now, this is what I love. Because when you're reading in Deuteronomy, you find that he delivers them from the spirit of fear and he puts a fear of the people. The people are now fearing Israel instead of Israel fearing the people in Deuteronomy chapter 2 until you get to chapter 3. Now in chapter 3, they're facing the last giant. The Bible says, Then we turned and went up the way to Bashan and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us. He and all his people to battle at Edrei. Everybody say Edrei. And the Lord said unto me, fear him not. The first thing delivered them from the spirit of fear. Deuteronomy 2. Deuteronomy 3. He had to help them get deliverance from themselves. Some of us need deliverance from self. Is it alright if I slow down for just a minute? You need deliverance from self. Now watch. Everybody say Edrei. It happens at the place called Edrei. This is important. Because if you study Edrei, and I didn't give it to him, but I have pictures of it. In what I like to call the book of maps. You will find that Edrei, after they leave Kadesh Barnea, they come up and they're traveling over to Jordan. They hit Gilgal. And then it's like they make a right turn and they go away from the promised land just for a little bit. And it is the furthest point they go after Kadesh Barnea away from the promised land. And it's here they kill the giant by the name Og at the place called Edrei. Edrei literally means the place in between two places. Edrei is where the promise is pulling them to the future. But the present is trying to keep them where they're at. Promise is saying, I'm knocking at the door. Come on. Promise is saying everything you need. And it happens at the place in between two places. Where the beckoning of the future and the pull of the past. And there's a tug. It's like a tug of war. And you know who is slayed at Edrei? The giant named Og.
all the other giants are described by their swords, by their shields, by their height. But when you get to Og, they don't describe Og by his sword or any of these other things. You know what they talk about Og? How big his bed was. They tell you it was a bed of iron. They tell you how long it was and how wide it was. Why? Because Og is the last giant before they open the door to promise. And the last giant before they open the door to promise is always going to be comfort. The Lord spoke to me and said, It's easier to dwell in the comforts of now than to open the door to the next dimension and see what I have next. Hear this preacher. We've got it good right now. Am I okay, pastor? East wind, we got it going on. And I'm thankful for everything that's happening. But you got to hear this preacher under the unction of the Holy Ghost. And there is a prophetic touch on me tonight. You have not seen the greatest God has even close yet. Hear me. There's a beckoning and there's a pool of the future in this house. I feel it in my bones. I have been around revival my entire life. I know when a church is right on the edge of a mighty, mighty, mighty breakthrough. And I feel it in the atmosphere and the pool of tomorrow and the tug of comfort is saying, do you want to stay here or do you hear the knock at the door? And so tonight, God has sent me to ask you a question. Are you ready for a Rhoda revival? Is there somebody in this place that'll say, I hear the knock at the door? Deuteronomy 3, verses 4, verse 4. All right, go with me just for a few more moments. Are you ready? This is after they've killed Og. This is after they killed Og. Pastor, it's no coincidence that the mayor was here today. God's given us the city. Hear me in the Holy Ghost. God's given us Palm Bay. He's given it to us. But the next dimension is not Palm Bay. I said the next dimension is not Palm Bay. And I feel us, we're at Edriai right now. And there's a pool of tomorrow where we can say we got the city. But watch, when they slayed Og, the Bible says, and we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we took, not from them. Three score cities, are you ready? And everybody say this part with me. All the region. This city is not all that God has for us. God has given us east wind, Palm Bay. But you hear me tonight. He's ready to give us the region. I feel a regional revival in this house. I feel a regional harvest in this house. I feel a harvest that reaches beyond the city limits. I feel a harvest that... 
I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it in the atmosphere. It's not just the city. It's the region. You're about to pastor cities. Not just the city. Cities. I know you're my pastor. I'll tell you what God spoke to me. It's about to turn into a regional revival. I feel it. Do you feel it? Come on. Come on, Rhoda. Come on, Come on. Come on, Rhoda. Do you hear it? Do you hear it, Rhoda? Come on, lift your voices. Let there be a road of revival. Let there be a road. Let there be a road. If you're not at your feet, please join us to your feet. And lift your voices. And let there be a sound. A sound of the opening of the door. I want every young man under the age of 25 on this platform immediately. Every young man, if you're in the sound booth, get out of the sound booth. If you're working a camera, put the camera down. I love you. Every young man under the age of 25, get on this platform right now. Come on. Move quickly. Don't walk. Get up here. Get up here. Get up here. Every young lady under the age of 25, join me on this platform right now. Move quickly. Move quickly. Move quickly. Quickly. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. I need this church to hear me right now. There's a weight of responsibility on us. It's not just East Wind that's targeting Palm Bay. We're going for the region. You hear me? We're going for the region. I need every young man and every young lady to hear me. It's not time to play church. I love all of you. Come on, young men. Gregory, where's Luke? Come on, Jackson, Nathan, get up here. I need all of you. I'm going to wait and I'll put you on the spot. Come on, there's a certain boldness on me right now. I know these young people hate it when I preach because I always put them on the spot. Come on, get up here, get up here. I don't care if you're five. I don't care if you're 15, if you're 22, or if you're 25. It's not time to play church. It's not time to patty cake. You hear me? Tonight's got to be a night of selling out. You are future home missionary pastors. You are future Bible study teachers. You are future Sunday school teachers. You are future music leaders. You better hear me. You're future daughter work pastors. I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. I'm telling you what I see in the Holy Ghost. And it's time for you to get underneath the weight of apostolic revival. Whatever you got to sacrifice, sacrifice. Some of you are writing me off like I'm crazy, but I feel the hunger in some of you. Sophia, I see it in your eyes. Young ladies, I feel it down deep in your soul. You're hungry for the call of God. You're hungry to go places you've never gone. It's not too early and you're not too young. I remember being seven, laid out in the Holy Ghost. It's not too late. 
parents, we've got to get it on our shoulders. And we've got to war for this region. We've got to pray for this region. We've got to go for this region. It's Come on, Rhoda. Where the Rhoda's at? I need a Rhoda revival. I need somebody that says, I hear the knock. I hear the Lift your hands and lift your voice. And Lord, I pray, let it fall like fire in this place. I don't have the strength, but I'm hungry for the fire. Let the fire fall right now like it's never fell. An all-consuming fire, a confirming fire. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Let it fall. Consume us. Consume us. Oh, would you consume us? I wish there'd be a war cry. Come on, Rhoda. I hear the knock. I hear the knock. I hear the knock. Yeah, yeah, I hear it, Rhoda. I hear the beckoning of the promise. And I'm not going to leave it at the door. I'm not staying at Edria. There's a land flowing with milk and honey. There are cities that are waiting on us. There are vineyards we have not planted. There are fields we have not sowed. Roshanda Rakata. Ministry, come help me right now. Lay hands on these young people. Those of you that are out here, parents, young Marys, pray for one another right now. Let's answer the call. Rhoda's revival is here. Come on, Rhoda. Open the door. Come on, Rhoda. Open the door. Come on, Rhoda. Open the door. Come on, Rhoda. Come on, parents, if your babies are up here, come grab a hold of them and pray a burden. We may all end up on the platform tonight. Who knows? But let there be a road of revival. Let there be a road of revival. Come on, I'm just a servant. 
All I do is open doors. But I hear the sound of promise. I hear the sound of promise. I hear the sound of promise. Yeah, yeah, I hear it. there be an all-consuming fire from generation to generation let the elder and the younger join this night let the elder and the younger join this night for an all-region revival Come on, this is one generation joining together right now. This is what's happening. From generation to generation. From generation to generation. From generation to generation. Tonight, the night that a road of revival begins. A revival where servants 
are here in the knock of promise. A revival where servants are hearing it at the door. And they're saying, we're going to have it. We're going to have it. My family's going to have it. My city's going to have it. My region's going to have it. I hear a road of revival. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Motorreke andala kashataha. All right. If you need deliverance, they're going to keep praying. If you need deliverance from a spirit of fear, a spirit of fear, I categorize them in two separate ways. A spirit of fear has been coming against your home or your family. Would you come right here to the front? Don't worry about who sees you. There's a spirit of fear coming against you. If you're on this platform, you need to come down, come down. A spirit of fear. It's all right. A spirit of fear. Paralyzing. You've been paralyzed by it. Afraid to step out. You're afraid to go outside sometimes. You're afraid to engage. Come on. It doesn't matter if you're a man or if you're a woman. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're young or if you're old. You've been paralyzed by a spirit of fear long enough. I want you to come right here to this altar. There's a few more. I'm going to wait. Spirit of fear. All right, I need, how many we got? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I need ten young men and young ladies that really feel like you're ready to do something for God tonight. You feel like God just put something down deep in your soul. I want you to come stand right here by me. Come stand right here by me. Come on. Come on. Wonderful. 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 Pastor, will you come help me? I want you to come just like we do at the Crusades. I want you to stand across the front right here. Come stand across the front right here. I need some people that have faith to gather around these that are battling the spirit of fear right now. I'm going to speak the word of faith. And these young people are going to lay hands on you right now. You believe in this next generation? When I speak the word of faith, they're going to lay hands on you and the spirit of fear is going to leave. Are you ready? When I say hallelujah, I want you to lift your hands and I want you to lift your voice. Young men, young ladies, I want you to lay your hands on them and I want you to say I rebuke the spirit of fear off of you right now. Upon the authority of the word of God and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ and the authority that you have given us to cast out the spirit of fear through perfect love. I command the spirit of fear to leave you now in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now lay your hands on them. Fear, 
I command you to leave now. Now, 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 in Jesus' name. That's it, speak it. He sat a rabbi, he got a rabbi. Jesus Come on, that's it. Can you hear it, Rhoda? Can you hear it, Rhoda? Can you hear the fear leaving? Can you hear the promise knocking, Rhoda? Can you hear the promise knocking, Rhoda? Open the door. Open the door.
come on, this word is going to get like a fire in some of your bones tonight. You're not going to be able to contain it. Come on, Jeremiah, like a fire. Come on the door. You can hear it knocking to your family. Come on, you can hear the door knocking. Come on, Rhoda. Can you hear it? Yeah, 
The intercession is here. Come on, you feel it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, I hear the door opening right now. That's what I'm feeling. Ah, I hear the door. It's like it's creaking. I feel it. Somebody's saying it's opening. Come on. You're not just hearing it knock. You're opening it up right now. Come on, I feel it opening. It's opening to your life. Come on, region. It's for the region. Those of you that are entangled with the yoke of bondage, that spirit of fear, it's as easy as repenting. It's that easy. Repent and you will break that yoke of bondage. If you're full of the Holy Ghost and you're baptized in Jesus' name, one repentance and the yoke of bondage is broken. That's it. It's that easy. It's all you got to do. You've been giving yourself to the work of the flesh right now. Repent and the yoke of bondage shall be, will be broken immediately. One more time. Come on. Let's lift our hands. Lift our voices. The door has been opened. Now let's just explore the new territory just for a minute. Ah. Come on, that's it.
The Bible says that my sheep know my voice, and they that know my voice shall do great exploits. Anybody can have revival once they see it. Most of the people that were in that house, they rejoiced once they saw Peter at the gate. But the damsel heard him. And we believe this this conference, the theme is greater works because we believe that there's a double portion on this millennial generation. And I believe the word that Brother Morgan has given us tonight is a confirmation in the Holy Ghost that there's a great anointing on this generation. But with that great anointing comes a great struggle. And we feel that pressing us in the Spirit. But if we can respond to His voice, we shall do great exploits, not because of who we are, but because of who He is. If we're just going to wait till we can see it, then we'll just be in the masses. But if we can respond to what we hear in the Holy Ghost, we hear His voice, we hear His call. If we can respond to that, I believe that there will be great exploits, great things will be done by those that can respond to His voice. I wonder if you'd lift your hands and pray one more time. And would you say, Lord, just let my ear be in tune to heaven, that I can respond, Lord, to the voice of Your Word that is speaking to me. I hear You call. I hear Your cry. I hear You speaking. I hear you knocking. You are knocking on my heart's door. Oh, God, help me to hear. Help me to hear the voice of the shepherd. We are your sheep, oh, God. We desire to hear you, oh, God. Oh, God, we know you will speak where there are ears that are in tune. Oh God, let us drown out all the voices of this world around us. And let our ear be in tune for heaven, oh God. Let there be a double portion on this generation. Use them for your purposes, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. amen. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.